on the hold right now. We welcome to the show. This is Fox 13's political editor, Craig Patrick, who is live in Cleveland now. Craig, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. Thanks for the invitation. Do you uh, do you think that there is a clear, they say winner, nobody really wins, but do you think there is, there is a clear winner from last night's debate? No, there's not a clear winner. You could say Fox News was a clear winner because this was a very feisty debate. It had fireworks from the get-go, but no clear winner in terms of the candidates. You can make a case that Rubio scored some points, though. Marco Rubio, remember, he was a bit of a sleeper in 2010 when he challenged a very popular incumbent governor at the time. He is no longer in Charlie Chris and beat him twice. And once again, though, Rubio is not currently in the top tier in terms of polling. He did himself, I think, great credit. He showed commanding knowledge on immigration policy. He may gain a couple of points from this debate. John Kasich, meanwhile, the governor of Ohio. It was a hometown crowd. He, too, may have gained a couple of points. That's not going to catapult him to the top of the pack. Is, is that why... things up just a little bit. Is that why Kasich made it to the big boy stage last night? Because it was in his... Uh, hometown. I mean, the, the crowd was definitely he had home, he had home field advantage last night, and there were some wondering whether or not he even he, whether he should have been at the five o'clock debate. Well, he timed his announcement just before the polls went out into the field to determine whether or not he gets in, and it was ultimately a fraction of one point that caught him in. Yeah. The opinions of about fifty people across the country made the difference between Rick Perry getting cut out of that debate and John Casey getting in. I watched Rick Perry, and he looked very much to me like uh, old George uh, W. Bush. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of similarities there with the, with Texas, but he just he's just seems like the same kind of guy. Uh, Casey, who I never really knew before, I thought uh, came across pretty good last night. Well, he stood out a couple of times, didn't he? Particularly on the issue of Medicaid expansion, he was asked a very tough question, basically along the lines of, uh, would you cite Jesus as a reason to expand more government programs as you've done in the past? While much of the focus was on Donald Trump getting tough questions, he took a tough one and turned it around and related it to the mentally ill who are imprisoned to justify why he made his decision. Yeah, it's very rare that you could see somebody actually come up with a real answer during these things. So when when you you have that occasion, it makes somebody uh, shine for the night. Uh, Fox, I, I thought in the beginning, I even tweeted out that they were treating the debate as if it was like a competitive food eating contest. I'm talking about the minutes leading right up to the debate. Very uncomfortable. It was a lot of giggly, and it seemed like they didn't know what they were doing. And then right out of the gate, you knew Megyn Kelly was going to go after Trump. She's very intelligent, and uh, and and you know that Trump was going to be the big target. And if you were the one to take him down, uh, you know that that's going to score points for any of the candidates, but certainly for for Fox. And I believe it blew up in her face with the first question, which brought up the whole Rosie O'Donnell and the fat pig thing. We just don't know yet because Donald Trump defies conventional wisdom. So I think that voters and his base of support is going to look at it two different ways. Either they're going to say he was railroaded. And in fact, he could score some points after this debate, as Donald Trump has indicated that he thinks he will. On the flip side, you could make a case that the questions expose some vulnerabilities he has within the Republican base, noting his prior support of single-payer health care and his prior financial support of Hillary Clinton, of abortion rights, prior bankruptcies. It raised a lot of issues, and it will be very interesting to see one week from today what the polls show. Do you think that uh, by Donald Trump answering honestly in the beginning on whether or not he'll support whoever the Republican candidate is, he was the only one 
to raise his hand and, and say no. Uh, I, I actually thought that was a positive. I like a guy who's going to be honest with you uh, and tell you, hey, look, I, and here's my reason why. I mean, how many people have complained that you're just voting along the party lines? And then this guy says, listen, if you nominate a guy who's up here who I can't get behind, I'm not going to get behind him while still saying he won't run as an independent. To me, that scored points, but they uh, that got him booze. And and after the uh, the debate, they were saying that that killed him right out of the gate. Well, it's consistent with what he said before. He's been saying this for weeks. You would expect some booze in an audience filled with perhaps establishment Republicans from the state of Ohio. But, no, Donald Trump did not back down, and he likened it to leverage. And perhaps if he redirected the question saying that you don't show your hand in this case, as you wouldn't show your hand in dealings with Iran, perhaps he could have scored more points than he either might have gained or might have lost. Did you? I, I also thought uh, that the question that uh, Chris Wallace asked him, uh, and I thought he answered great about the about bankruptcy and using the bankruptcy laws to to save his business and to take a potential uh, bankruptcy and turn it into what is what he claims to be a ten billion dollar empire. I mean, he didn't. It, they, they treated it there like uh, as if he was trying to hide some sort of secret. But really what he did is he showed you that he used the American system to save his business. And, and with a company this far in debt, with a country rather this far in debt, he may be a guy that could use uh, the laws to change things. Yeah, on that point, I would agree. Donald Trump later complained that he thought the questions were not fair. When you're the front runner, bet that you're going to receive a lot of tough questions. And what's revealing is how you respond to them. Remember, Newt Gingrich, four years ago, uh, he also received a very tough question right out of Gates, and he was able to turn it around. The big yeah. question was, how will that impact the polls? I think the same applies here. Well, uh, we're talking to Fox 13's political editor, Craig Patrick, who is out there. Uh, did you, did you uh, in Cleveland, did you, were you, uh, did you attend both of the uh, debates? Yes. Uh, and yes. What, did you, what did you think of the, of the happy hour debate, as they call it, where everybody is touting Carly Fiorina as being the uh, bright star. You knew there was going to be one or two that shined that'll probably make it to the big stage next time. Did you think she was as impressive as everybody else? Yes, she was impressive to the point that she was very steady, that she was very focused, she stayed on message, and she delivered. And with this, she will get perhaps a small bounce, but just a couple of points can make a big difference when the field is this muddled. So, yes, she was a winner here. I think possibly uh, if you're looking at three candidates, the second candidate uh, may be Bobby Jindal, and, and then let's see, uh, who would be the third one there? Oh, yeah, Rick Perry. <laughs> Rick Perry, just by, by not looking foolish as he did four years ago, perhaps redeemed himself and may have gained a point or two as well, with more voters taking him more seriously than they did based on what they remembered from four years ago. Uh, sadly, a, a majority of the uh, people I tuned in last night were looking more for charisma than they were for answers. You're not going to get a whole lot of answers in a minute and 30 seconds. And I think Ben Carson made an impression on a lot of people last night because uh, even though he didn't get a whole lot of time, he was very impressive with his uh, his demeanor. He's a little slow, but he uh, he was very witty, and he comes across as very intelligent. And uh, I think he was introduced to a lot of people last night who really didn't know who he was. 
introduced is the operative word here, isn't it? Because we have millions of people who are tuning into the race really for the first time. And that's where Ben Carson has a good opportunity here to score a couple of points. And if you look at Scott Walker and Jeb Bush, they didn't necessarily do anything to harm themselves, but did either one of them particularly stand out? I don't see where they did, uh, which is why I don't see a clear winner in this debate. And with that, you have a candidate like Ben Carson, who could move up a couple of points, uh, as well as a couple of other candidates as well. I, I think, uh, in you know, from my point of view last night, uh, you, you, I don't think Ben Carson's ever going to be, or certainly not going to be president in this election. Neither do I think uh, Carly Fiorina is, but I think that you saw two possible uh, running mates for whoever those uh, folks is, uh, turn out to be. Uh, like, real quick, um, a lot of uh, talk, obviously, about Hillary Clinton last night. Uh, from just your opinion at this point, with the debates not being uh, on the Democratic side till October, who, who do you think at this point is going to be there for that? Do you think we will see Joe Biden uh, step in? Do you think the FBI, uh, if they bring criminal charges, could this be the end of Hillary Clinton? It's not the end of Hillary Clinton, but this will continue to nag at her. And with this, I think there is an even chance that Joe Biden will enter the race between now and then. And there will not be as many Democratic debates as we will have on the GOP side. There will be only a half dozen Democratic debates. And on that point, there won't be nearly as many Republican debates as we saw four years ago. From somebody uh, who is a, a political editor and who's done this for a while, are you, are you excited by the Donald Trump factor, or are you annoyed by it? Oh, you have to be excited. I mean, this is uncharted territory. We have uh, a, a candidate who has shook things up in ways that we haven't seen, and he defies, in many respects, conventional wisdom and logic. Remember, a lot of people tried to laugh him away the day after Jeb Bush announced and he rode down the escalator and he announced too. But he has tapped into something this year that uh, that shows that a lot of voters are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he is the anti-politician at this point. That's working to his great credit. We're seeing the same sort of thing in a different way, uh, sort of catapulting Bernie Sanders in the Democratic Party. You have a billionaire industrialist on one side and a socialist. Who would have thought those would be the two big names who have been rising in the polls in this uh, in this campaign? It's great, and I think that's probably going to make a lot of a lot more people pay attention who haven't paid attention before in a time where we definitely uh, need to. Fox 13's political editor Craig Patrick live from Cleveland. Thank you very much for uh, joining us on the show today. I appreciate it, Craig. Thank you very, very much. Have a good day. There you go.